meeting today's challenges with yesterday's experiences. Senior wisdom is your opportunity to take in wisdom gained by our elderly population and apply this insight to your own life. It's a time machine of sorts, sending you back to challenges of pre-millennia days and places that stretch across the globe. Jackie Giesing went back to school about 10 to 12 years ago and was given a writing assignment concerning a phase of history that the class was studying. Jackie chose to interview a Japanese friend that had lived through the internment camps in the U.S. during World War II. The emotional part of the story was the most amazing example of positive values. Japanese U.S. citizens were many times living in internment camps for at least five years. Conditions were difficult. Jackie really respects the dignity, patience, and perseverance of the Japanese citizens. Jackie named her paper The Silent Americans because they endured this most difficult time in an invisible manner. Several years later, Jackie had an opportunity to hire a Cambodian-Vietnamese woman for the 4-H club. The Silent American story served as a way for Jackie to relate to a person coming to a totally foreign country and starting a new life with many challenges and difficulties. Listening and responding through acceptance, patience, and empathy is what Jackie applied. These traits will also serve each of us when the unexpected and uncontrollable circumstances occur in our futures. Senior Wisdom is ready to share another golden nugget, so adjust the volume on your laptop or handheld device and soak into a conversation with Jackie Giesing. Well, Jackie Giesing, how are you today? Well, I've been better. I've got a little cold, but otherwise, I'm fine. Well, you know <laughs> what? You. you actually sound pretty good to me. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> you, through the years, have done some pretty fascinating things. The internment camps, that is something that's near and dear to you, I know. Maybe you can tell us uh, why. Well, I, I really became more aware of it, oh, probably 15 or so years ago. Just for the fun of it, I took a, a class at our local community co college. I like history, and I took the a history class. And the assignment was to do a term paper or an interview of someone who had experienced one phase of history that we had studied. So I have a good friend who is a Japanese lady, a Japanese family, and they had been through the internment camp and Back in World War II. Back in World War II, So she's yes. probably, what, in her 80s? Well, she, yeah, she recently, you know, five years ago or so, lost her husband, and she's, yeah, easily in her 80s, probably tickling 90 now. And she had talked to me a great deal about the experience. And so, although my professor highly recommended that I not do it, I told him that I really felt that she would be comfortable and I would, you know, be uh, sensitive to that because he said they very often don't like to share that experience. And so I learned a lot from her through this interview process. It was just wonderful. It was to be about a half hour to 45 minute interview. And it went for hours <laughs> with both she and her husband becoming involved in it and sharing with me some of the things that they went through. Mostly our, our, what stuck with me was this, the emotional part of it. Did they actually, they had emotion when you were talking about it? Were they no, responding? they weren't emotional, but they told me about how they had accepted what was happening. They didn't like it. It was not good, but they protected each other by just quietly accepting. In fact, I titled my paper, The Silent Americans, 
because they didn't rage and fight against it and say it's not fair and the whole thing. They just said, okay, this is the way it is. Do it with dignity. And they did. In fact, she described after being held at the San Joaquin County Fairgrounds for several days in, you know, animal barns <laughs> and in not very good conditions, and then bussed over to Brentwood area, 45 minutes or so from here, and then put on a train. They had no idea, they weren't told anything, no idea where they would go, what was happening. And as the train went south and then headed east out into the desert, the fear was that they were going to be taken out into the desert and left there to die. Oh boy, And yeah. yet they did not, again, they did not rage against it. They didn't do anything. In fact, she said, if you got emotional and you started to cry, typically they would just look out the train window so no one else would notice. And then they just tried to stay positive for each other. So and they had to endure that for quite some time. Something like five or more years. In fact, they had two of their children while they were there, I believe. It's been a while now. <laughs> I don't remember yeah, the yeah. details, but he was also pressed into service. He, the, the husband, as well as many of the men, were pressed into service as firemen to fight fires in Montana. Here they were being held in an internment camp, and yet they were willing to go help with fighting fires and other things. He had skills as a carpenter, so he took wood and, and materials that were left from the building of these internment camps, which weren't finished, by the way, when they got there, so they were in pretty rough camping conditions. But he made partitions for the great big dormitory that they were put into, and he made partitions so that each family would have kind of a private space. And so they just took care of each other and got on with it and did what they had to do. Well, you must have really generated respect for these people when, oh, after interviewing them. Absolutely. Just amazing respect for their ability to accept adversity. I don't know if accept is the right word, but deal with it in a dignified and intelligent way. I, I just am amazed at their ability to come through that. Did they get support from one another, or do you think it was a one-on-one? -on -one? They just worked this, the whole thing out in their own minds? I'm, I'm not sure, but I would say they were getting support from each other. Each one, each family group, or each individual seemed to be accepting and, and uh, supporting, and let's just be positive and do what we have to do. So how then did this affect you? I mean, after doing these extensive interviews, uh, they must have had an effect on your life as well. <laughs> they d it did. Such admiration for them and such disappointment in our government <laughs> and in the decisions that were made at that time. It's very, very sad that people in power didn't realize that those were human beings that they were affecting in a huge way. I mean, we're talking, you know, five, six years or more out of their lives. They were just, they had, what, seven days or something to report to a uh, county fairgrounds with one suitcase each and the clothes on their back. And for, for people in power to be able to make a decision like that without consideration for how it was affecting these individuals made me sad. It <laughs> made me, yeah, sad. Well, one thing's for sure, I, I don't think we've seen that done 
since. True. And so we, yeah. we have, as a country, learned, uh-huh. le- learned that. This perseverance, when things have gone kind of rough for you in your life, have you reflected back and thought, you know what, if they did it back then, my yeah. gosh, I can do it under these circumstances. <laughs> yeah. No, no way in my life have I been affected in that, to that level. But yes, I think it has had an impact on my life in a um, making decisions that, you know, let's just get on with it, make the best of what we have, what's happening, what situations are, and respecting other people and not making judgments about individuals because of their nationality, their age, their whatever, their dif- our differences. And it's so easy to make a judgment call without getting to know the person individually. And obviously the government couldn't make individual determinations there, but uh, that's what it has effect, how it has affected my life. And then in applying, you, you could probably apply those same things you just mentioned into today's world. Absolutely, yeah. I did have an opportunity I, that I worked for almost 20 years in the 4-H youth development program through the University of California Cooperative Extension and had the opportunity when the Vietnamese, the Southeast, Southeast Asians were coming into our country as refugees. And I had an opportunity with some grant money to hire someone. And knowing the value of the 4-H program and on families and children, I wanted them to have that kind of support too. And I thought it would be a good opportunity for them to learn more about our, our um, country. Lifestyle. Our lifestyle, as well as being beneficial to their raising their own children. So I was able to hire a Cambodian, Vietnamese Cambodian woman who was just amazing and still is. <laughs> She's a very strong leader in her community. But uh, I think that that Japanese experience, Japanese internment experience, the knowledge of that helped me know what those poor people were going through coming to a totally different country and totally different way of life, the challenges and the difficulties that they must have had. It sounds like you really exercised, uh, well, with the, new, with the knowledge of what uh, you learned from the Japanese internment camp mm-hmm. situation, you, you uh, had developed patience and perseverance and empathy mm-hmm. for others like this Vietnamese person. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I suppose those are the three nuggets that we would apply to today. We, we have a very diversified population in our country. Absolutely. And with that comes many cultural differences, mm-hmm. which also, I suppose, has some cultural similarities. Mm-hmm. And exercising patience, perseverance, empathy, those are the things in the moment that make a difference and maintain good uh, relations. Mm-hmm. You've hit the nail on the head, I think. we nailed it, didn't we? Yeah, I think so. I, I well, just... Jackie, you're very inspiring. <laughs> That's where that came from. <laughs> so thank you for, for Senior Today at Senior Wisdom, and I look forward to talking to you again. Great. 